Hello and welcome to the All The Things Podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Merlot, and each week I'll be joined by a guest to help me deep dive and learn all the things in their expertise. Hello everyone and welcome back to or welcome to the All The Things Podcast. As always, I am your host, Sophia Merlot. Now, if you're listening to this episode the week that it comes out, then that means that it is also back to school, back to work, back to routine in some format for you. For those people listening that felt like they didn't have any break over the summer, that they were just in a routine the entire time and now it's just getting darker, I feel you. I am manifesting for you to be drunk on some table in Greece sometime soon. Just keep doing your thing. Keep pushing. But I do think that the end of summer, there's always a change in the air. Even if your routine isn't automatically affected, there's just something different. You feel that everyone around you is more in a routine headspace or maybe you're focusing on new goals. Either way, there's just a lot of change going around. And I know myself, the week before, I was really feeling that and struggling a bit. So to give you guys some context and also just have a little catch-up girl chat time with you, I spent most of August having a blast. Like, my summer was August, which was great. I love trips. I love things when they're really jam-packed and you can just do a lot of things at once and just fit them all in. I think that is so fun, and for me at least, that's how I like to do trips. So it starts out, I finished university, went to Victoria. You guys heard about that, the Airbnb fiasco. Anyways, got to see some of my best friends there, had a wonderful time. Then I headed over to another part in BC where my parents live. I was there with my boyfriend for a couple weeks. It was amazing. I loved seeing my family, really having some downtime, seeing some of my friends I haven't in a while and just being at home. I think as settled as you can be somewhere else in the world, it's nothing like coming home and just being with your family, so that was awesome. And then came back to Vancouver for one day and then headed off to Saskatchewan with one of my best friends, and then we met one of our other best friends, Kayla and Eve. I'm sure you guys have heard about them. I feel like I've talked about them on the podcast before to celebrate our graduation and the fact that Kayla had just bought a house, which is amazing and so exciting. So that was wonderful. It was so, honestly, just so good for the soul being with them and just having fun for those three days. And then coming back, it was a real shift for me. Now, this is when I really started to feel the change in the air, just settling in that I was going back to a different routine, which isn't bad by any means at all. It isn't inherently bad to have change. But change can be hard and it can be scary no matter how big or small it is. And I think for me, there was a huge difference of, for the last month, being with all my favorite people, really just being able to do whatever I wanted. As bratty as that sounds, it was just so great to make plans on the fly. And then realize I have a couple days before my first big girl job, which... Again, it's with a great company. I was familiar with the role before, but it hit me that I wasn't going back to school, although some of my friends were. I wasn't going traveling like some of my friends were, and that I was leaving a lot of my close friends to go back to the city. And again, nothing is bad, but I think it was just a lot at once for me. And it was really hard. Like, I think I called my mom and dad every single day crying. And there wasn't anything that, like, horrible had happened. Again, I realized how lucky, how privileged I am. Just change can be hard. And then 
as the week went on, and this week has been great, I wrote down the things that I did or the things that helped me get out of that headspace. Like I say, being in your head is a dangerous place to be. And I thought with everything going on, again, the world is a dumpster fire. But there's also a lot of change, I think, for the majority of people. I'm hoping that this episode, if you're feeling like change is hard right now, that you're having a difficult time adapting, or just want to save this episode in your back pocket for maybe an upcoming move, when you do go off to university, when you do graduate, whatever it may be, that's a change for you. I hope that this can be used as a tool. So with all that said, and before I get into my tips, I think we've established a few common themes here just in that intro. One, no matter how big or how small the change is, it will have an impact on you. Two, I am 22 and I still call my parents on a daily basis, and a lot of times I am crying to them about something small. Three, I'm an open book. If I had any secrets that were worthy of selling to like the Daily Mail or whatever, Lisa Vanderpump sold the story to. If you guys follow The Real Housewives, I would. I'm always trying to get a bag. I'm always trying to get some coin. And four, I think it's a common thing for everyone just to feel a little disrupted when there's change. So I hope this episode helps you. My first tip is to allow yourself to feel however you want to feel. So whether you're sad, you're mad, you're excited, feel those feelings but no, you will have to move on. So what I try to do is for a day, I'll just not focus on changing my mood really. That's when I really call my parents on the phone upset. Maybe I just am gentle on myself if it's something that I'm like sad about or if I'm just feeling down in the dumps kind of. So do something that will feel nice for yourself. So whether that's like trying to be more organized so the littlest thing doesn't set you off and stress you out and make you cry again. Maybe that's just me, but try and be organized. I know that just helps me feel like I have more things together and that just helps raises my mood. Maybe that's watching a new series, going out doing something fun with your family, your friends, your partner, whoever's around. Maybe grabbing a bite to eat, going seeing a movie. Just something that will kind of take you out of that headspace. But again, you're not actively really trying to think of the good. I know that sounds bad as I'm saying it. Just allow yourself to be in that state and do what feels right for you without harming yourself or others, okay? For myself, I know going for walks really helps and just being outside. So every day after work or before I started work, I went for a really long walk. The weather was nice. I either put on a podcast, called my parents, called a friend, listened to music, whatever you're feeling in that moment, I did a combination of them. And that for me just takes me out of my head again and just lets me calm down a bit. Now, after you've allowed yourself to feel your feelings, you've done that, we're going to move on to tip number two, and that is visualize how you want things to go. So now we are focusing on seeing the good and visualizing what we want from this change. As I said in the beginning, change is not inherently bad. In fact, it's actually a really good thing if you're changing. That also means that you can be up-leveling in your life. You can be upgrading your house, your living situation, your job. It's just an adjustment period. So let's say, for example, that you've recently moved. That can be, again, for school, for work, just you needed to get somewhere different. Whatever it may be, say you moved 
And now you're visualizing what you want from this move. So maybe for you, it's you want to meet a different group of people. Okay, so now after you felt the feelings, you're going to say, how can I then meet this group of people that are like-minded, that want to do the same things as me? Maybe that's joining a different social club like basketball, baseball, some sort of sport I know can be great for this. Maybe taking up a different type of class in that city, becoming more integrated into the community in some way. The point is you're visualizing the type of people you want to meet because that's what you wanted from this change. And then you actively seek out opportunities to make that change and to fulfill that visualization. Another example could be switching job roles, whether that's being promoted or switching companies. Maybe that's in your control. Maybe it's not completely in your control. But again, I want you to visualize what you want out of that role. So maybe it's you want to learn new skills and this presents you an opportunity to do so. You want to prove to someone, prove to yourself, most importantly, that you can take on that amount of responsibility or fulfill X, Y, and Z goals for the company. But really, this is the beginning of your plan and visualize it. My tip number three ties nicely into this and that is reach out to people who have been in your situation or someone you look up to. Depending how drastic a period of change was for someone too can also really reflect how fast they can adapt to it. So again, my situation of change is totally a first world problem and it was me basically dismissing my family and friends and realizing that I'm not in school anymore and having a quarter life crisis. But again, change could also be coming from a tragic or a very hard place for someone. And in any circumstance, but especially in a tragic one where that was the cause of change, I really encourage you to reach out to people that have been in the same situation. So on the positive side, maybe you found a lot of success recently and you're trying to deal with this change and you don't know how to deal with a raise in your income, maybe a rise in status, what have you. Reach out to people that have been in your shoes and have already treaded through the waters. Just someone you trust or know well enough that you feel they can offer you some really solid advice. And on the flip side of that, if you've recently experienced change on a less positive note or quite negative note, first I want to say you can always reach out to me. I might not have the best advice for you if I haven't experienced something similar, but I can tell you that I will listen and be there for you to support you. But again, I would encourage you to reach out to someone in your community that you trust. This is also a great opportunity to seek out a mentor. But the bottom line of this tip is to A, reach out to someone that you trust, B, someone who's been in your situation, and C, who's overcome it and can help guide you through this change. Now we're already on tip number four. This episode is short and sweet. And my tip for you is to seek the excitement and the change and making new goals. So the idea is to look at this as an opportunity to have a clean slate as something that's not scary, but actually exciting. So something I do to help make change not so overwhelming and to make it more exciting is to also have new goals with some sort of change. So when I first went to school, it was I wanted to try different types of workouts because I wasn't at my home gym. I was out of a different routine, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, oh, now I can try different spin classes and TRX classes and all these things because they're right there at my campus. 
And I know that sounds silly and is so small, but really, this doesn't need to be complicated. You can make your goal that something, again, smart goals, if I learned anything from my BCom degree, is to have smart goals, so specific, measurable, attainable, what's next? Realistic and timely. If I'm wrong, you can come at me, but you know what, I think that's right. Or it can be something really big. Maybe you move to a different city and they have mountains there and you want to climb a fucking mountain. I don't care what it is as long as it's something that's productive, that helps you cope with the change. Go for it. This is your time to try it. And my final tip, and if you know me, this is how I like to live my life, and that is to have a plan or to be prepared. This can be interpreted in a bunch of different ways, so be prepared. Maybe for you that means for the worst. I hope that means for the best. For me, that means just be prepared and have a plan. So for example, I'll give you an outline of how I structured my week to kind of get back in a good mindset, get back in the swing of things and not feel so overwhelmed. Again, I don't think anyone is surprised by the sound of my voice, by the podcast, by my Instagram, that I edge more on the type A personality and absolutely adore when things have a plan and when I know exactly what's going on. Life rarely goes that way, but I love it when it does. So for me this week, some things I did were just really be super, super organized. So for me, that looks like the night before planning out my outfits. I try to do for the next two days so that it's not like an everyday thing and it just kind of gets annoying. And then I also realize my clothes for the week and what day I have to do laundry on. Okay, this sounds boring, but doing laundry during the week will actually change your life. For some, that might sound weird, but I would always leave it for like the weekend and it would usually latch over Saturday and Sunday, not just a one day thing. But by doing a couple loads during the week, one, it takes so much less stress out of the mornings because you know that you're going to have matching socks, you know that whatever shirt you're planning on wearing is clean. But two, it also saves you time on the weekends so you can actually have a weekend and relax and not just spend the whole time balancing loads and folding clothes. So there's an extra bonus tip right there. You're welcome. But some of the other things I did, and this sounds like kind of bro-y, stereotypical, but was meal plan. And again, that doesn't have to be every single meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner planned out, ready to go for the week. I just made a big pot of cauliflower rice and veggies that will span over four meals. So you can either have two days of lunch and dinners, four days of lunches. I wouldn't push it past more than four days though for like a vegetable thing and cooked up a bunch of chicken. One blessing I have, I like every type of food and junk food, even though I'm very health focused, but I am happy eating the same things every single day. I get more on like a routine of things and then I just crave it more. So that's great when I start meal planning because then it's really simple. I know I'm making something healthy, something that I can bring to work with me, to the gym, whatever it is. It works with my schedule. But then I also don't feel like I have to cook all the time and make something new constantly. And the third and what I think should be most important, but I'm trying to get better at prioritizing, is making sure that I got on a good sleep schedule. When I was traveling and visiting family and friends, yes, it was fun, but yes, my sleep was horrible. I had to set an alarm to wake up at 10.30, I think, just way too late, and I would be going to bed at 3. 
my last day in Saskatchewan, me and my friend went to bed at five and weren't even tired. We were just, I don't know, if you're from Victoria or have ever been to Victoria, then you know Shafts, the drink. It's like an espresso liqueur. No, not liqueur. It's like cream and espresso and vodka. And it's just a Victoria thing. I don't know why, but it's huge there. So because we all graduated from UVic, I don't I feel like I've said that before. Of course, we had to make shafts and we had two throughout the night of those. We had many other drinks. But that just literally kept us up all night long. That is better than any like Red Bull kind of shot thing if you're looking to stay up and dance. Also, side note, can we make that a thing? My drink of choice is more along the lines of a no-sugar cooler, tequila shot, rosé, or prosecco, my go-tos. But if you've listened to this episode and you're in Victoria, or if you have a shaft drink while you're out at a bar or dinner, tag me in the photo. Let's become, that can be our first inside joke, okay? But anyways, back to prioritizing your sleep, so maybe not any of those drinks if you're looking to prioritize your sleep. But what I did is I set my bedtime routine earlier, so I'm going to go through it. So I actually start getting ready or in the mindset to go to bed at 8 o'clock. I am a certified 22-year-old grandma, but it works for me, and I can wake up at 5.30 in the morning and not hit my snooze. I can get up, get out of bed, and start my day. So what I do is, again, depending on the day, I've started doing yoga class, which has been huge for me, just stretching, getting, again, into the mindset and feeling like I've done something that my body needs. So by the time I get home from that, I'm already relaxed. Then what I also like to do is ensure that I have my lunch prepped and ready to go for the next day, my outfit picked out, my gym clothes picked out and packed, And that if I'm missing anything, it's in my bag. So that can be phone charger or leaving a note to remember to pack your phone charger, headphones, things like that. And also, again, this only applies if you have a car, but I get gas on the weekends. Again, this seems like such a random tip, but I tell you it makes such a big difference in my life. I'll fill up on the weekend, whatever your budget is for gas, if you have a car, do that on Sunday so that during the week, you're not teetering on the edge of, do I have enough to make it? Do I have to get it after work when it's so busy and takes way longer than it needs to be and is just stressful? So you've already eliminated a stressful task in the morning or on your way home from work. I ensure I have everything I need to start my day on the right foot, and that includes filling up my coffee pot or my Keurig with water, filling up my water bottle the night, like literally down to the last details. And then once everything is all organized, I really begin to relax. So I start my skincare. I have another shower if I just feel like I need to get the day off me. And then I'll allow myself a bit of screen time. I'm trying to get better. Please recommend some books to me. I have some saved from guests that have mentioned great ones, but I'm always looking for more. I would love to read before bed that, again, helps me just get in a better mindset and ready to relax and go to sleep. But I've been trying to limit my screen time, so maybe that's one episode of a show. Currently obsessed with Ted Lasso. I literally want to start an episode, maybe bi-weekly, called Some of the Things, where I just catch up with my parents about the shows we're watching. 
because I think it'd be entertaining and just kind of soothing. But then also, if you guys are interested in TV shows or different recommendations and our thoughts on it, let me know. Maybe that can be a thing. So maybe I'll watch an episode or scroll on TikTok, honestly, but I'll stop any screen time at 9.30. That's when I get into bed. I put on a meditation tape. I have all the lights off. I was so bad last year of watching TV to fall asleep. I'm really trying to break that habit. Again, new routine, change, new goals. We're tying it all in here. But that has helped me get a better night's sleep and be prepared for my new routine. So those are my top five tips for dealing with change and helping you to adapt. But I also have some general pieces of advice that can help you be more productive as we're all establishing new routines that I really want to share with you guys. So one of them is to set a timer to complete a task or imagine that you have company coming over. For me, if not that we've had people over for a while, but if someone is coming over, set a 10 minute timer and try to complete as much as you can. You know if someone's coming over that you need to impress and you have 10 minutes, you will vacuum, you will blow the dishwasher, you will put all those clothes away that have been sitting on a chair in your room for months. You can actually get a lot done if you just set your mind to it and do it. So even if no one's coming over, it's just you, set a timer, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 30 minutes, and just knock chores off your to-do list. Another piece of advice I have is to remember your why. So this, I think, can apply to productivity or change. Why did you make that change? Why did this happen? Why are you wanting to be more productive? Why do you have these goals? Why do you need to be prepared? All these things, think of your end goal. So for someone, a change or something added into their routine was more exercise or more movement. Their why could be that they want to become healthier and that's their reminder when they wake up in the morning or when they go to the gym or when they go for a walk. Instead of just sitting on the couch and putting on a show, their why is something that's deep-rooted and motivation doesn't last for very long. So if you can think of your why, it will one, help you get more motivated, but it will also just help you to become dedicated to that change, that goal, whatever it is when motivation wears out, but you still need to push through. And my final piece of advice, this was kind of said in the tips and hinted throughout, but is to eliminate sticky points. So as I'm sure you guess, laundry, getting gas, random little things in the morning that come up are my sticking points and make me not be as productive or the best version of myself just in terms of productivity. So think of those sticking points for you and eliminate them the best that you can. With all of that being said, I hope that you're having a great first week back to school, back to a new job, back to some sort of routine. Again, whatever it is, and I want you to remember that change can be hard. Everyone handles it on their own way. But to also realize how exciting change can be and that this is a sign that you're moving forward in your life. I'm going to leave you guys with a quote, and that is, to improve is to change, to be perfect is to change often, Winston Churchill. I'm a fan of Winston Churchill, I'm sure. Most people are, especially if you watch The Crown, another show I can't wait to come back. You guys, seriously, send me some recommendations. Let me know if you want to do a Some of the Things bi-weekly mini-pod episode. 
and I'm happy to go on about shows that I'm loving right now. Anyways, I'm wishing you the best of luck in whatever is going on right now. Again, please use this episode as a tool. I hope that you found it helpful. Please share it to someone who you feel like could hear these tips. A friend or a family member has gone through some significant or even non-significant change. I would love if I can at all just help them through that time of difficulty or help them celebrate an exciting time. And with all that said, you guys, I hope you're having a great week. Again, you know where to find me on Instagram at all the things the pod. Please send me a DM, comment, interact with us. Let's keep the conversation going. You can email us at all the things the blog at gmail.com. You can also find us on our website at all the things the blog.com. And once again, I would absolutely love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you like, what you want to hear more of. Give us five stars if you think it's worth the five stars. I would love it if you put it as that. But again, let's just keep the communication going. Let's grow our community. And I'll talk to you guys soon.